It is a game day in Sunrise, Florida. On this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we are going to bring Aaron Brown of the Hockey News to discuss what has happened between games one and two with the Panthers returning to practice and some of the story continued storylines in this round one series against the Washington Capitals, all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Thursday, May 5th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. So Florida Panther fans, it's a it's a game day. Um, Florida Panthers coming right back at it. Game two tonight, uh, 7.30 for ev- ev- everyone out of the region. It's going to be another ESPN2 broadcast for ev- ev- everyone in the region. It's going to be on Valley Sports Florida. So the Florida Panthers are looking to get back and even the series up after dropping game one at home. You, lose, you already lose a home ice advantage and really... The focus right now for these Florida Panthers is just to even up the series, and then the mentality is to just get one in Washington to take home ice advantage back. But um, we, the Florida Panthers, did return to practice on uh, on Wednesday at FLA Live Arena, and here to discuss that and some more of the storylines in relation to the Florida Panthers. She is a multiple-time guest on the show now um, from the Hockey News, Aaron Brown. Aaron, how are you doing today? doing okay how are you i'm doing well um great to be staying in town throughout the the first two games of of the series and just to uh sink in everything that's good and bad about the last few days of course uh you never want to start um down 01 in a series especially when you have home ice advantage all throughout the first um all throughout the playoffs and of course there's going to be some takes. There's going to be possible overreactions, but then there's going to be the side of of calmness and and being at ease. And that's kind of where I sit in in even at, even being able to go to sleep, rest up, and get back to get back to the arena to watch these guys practice again, even though it was an optional practice today. But I'm more of the side at, at ease in, in all of this. Uh, how is Aaron Brown feeling? Mm. I don't know. You know what? I think more shocked. I, I really, I, I thought game one was probably their worst game of the year. And I know they've lost games. They had some really just ugly games during during the year where, you know, I, I remember that first road trip uh, after the, the win streak. They did not do very well on that. Um, what really kind of shocked me in game one was that they could get nothing going. And it was almost like they, I've used this analogy. If you've talked to me in the last couple of days, um, it was almost like they had the a race car at the starting line. They, they just floored the pedal and spun out. 
And I mean, you look at how they started that game. Uh, one of the earliest penalties they take, they've taken all year. Uh, then they end up on a five on three. And when you're in that situation, you know, you're just, you're just trying to survive. And, and that was, as I'm watching that segment of the game go on, it was like, they didn't just need to survive this. They barely survived it. Um, but, but it just seemed to like set the tone for everything. It just threw them off the entire game. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to this later. I thought the officiating was not, not great. I thought the linesmen were trying to be a little too, uh, you know, insert themselves in the game, why they just would not drop the puck, why they kept tossing guys. Um, mm -hmm. uh, some people I was sitting next to in the press box, we were, you know, just saying that this is ridiculous. It's getting to the point where, you know, they're, they're dumping more guys from the faceoff circles than they are having faceoff. So uh, it, it's just, that when you add that into the mix, like they, they just could get no flow going. Um, there is, especially those forward lines. There was just, it, it looked to me like some of those just not great Panther teams, like they had a little skill, but then when you had to put them all on the ice and expect them to click and make their passes and time everything, it was just all off. And that to me, I, I can't really remember too many games where almost from start to finish, they looked all off and that's i think what happened in game one mm -hmm. and some of that might have been um first game jitters of the team depending on who you ask um but i also take into consideration as well kind of the last week of the regular season where they were kind of taking their foot off the gas pedal. Of course, half the lineup didn't play in the last two games on that back-to-back -back in Montreal and Ottawa. So after not really going at full speed in the last week of the season, part of me maybe thinks that that's why they went on the five on five, the Washington Capitals at least went on that five on three a little early. Like you said, that uh, race car analogy with uh with I, I think of mario kart right away yeah yeah, yeah. They pressing, exactly they're pressing the acceleration uh too tight and then you you stumble in your tracks uh of the the phantom menace that star wars episode one uh the, that, we can pretend that episode didn't exist <laughs> <laughs> start it too everybody just start it too that's all you yeah. really need <laughs> yeah so i kind of think about that and i and and Maybe that could have been a reason why the Florida Panthers um, just didn't get to the game that or get up to speed with where they wanted to go. Uh, do you think that that last week um, where they weren't going at full speed had maybe a little bit to do with it? Yeah. And even even last week there there were some concerns, I think. Um, I know they were sitting guys. They were trying to trying to keep uh, guys from getting hurt. And, you know, fair enough. I, I think you can see. Um, you know, when Oveshkin got hurt, everyone, you know, gasped and rightfully so. Um, so I, I think that they were, they were definitely not playing the way they have played all season, which honestly, to me, they, they've played playoff hockey since day one. They, they, it felt mm -hmm. like they came into the season and said, Hey guys, remember what we did in, we had to play in Tampa. That's what we need to do all year. And they, they did, um, Toronto, the Toronto game, uh, felt like the last time they were playing in that, in that level and then it started to kind of like taper off i think tampa no boston no they got some uh energy back i think by putting some of those kids in in ottawa montreal absolutely not so so it's almost yeah they're they've had a week of we'll just say inconsistency um where they haven't been able to keep their 
uh, foot on the gas the whole time. And, and maybe that is also why they came out just, just gunning on that, the, um, you know, the first few minutes and it was just, it was just too, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe they, maybe that was another thing in just kind of using Tampa as the experience last year. That was a very, very different series, uh, in the sense that it was very, well, first of all, they played each other twice before they got to the playoff series. That was a little ugly. Um, and then it was a rivalry series and, you know, you figure they had to be very, very amped up for that. If they were anything less, they would have never stood a chance against Tampa. So Washington's not the same team as Tampa. They're missing some pretty important pieces. I I'm, I'm pretty convinced Ovechkin is hurt. Uh, just, uh, he's playing, but he, I, I don't think he is a hundred percent. Um, and, and I think they just, they just came out and were expecting a Tampa series and they didn't necessarily need to be that amped and it. And it just came back to haunt them. Mm-hmm. I think also what kind of, uh, through the Florida Panthers off in a way um, is the fact that these are also two completely different teams from the last time they faced as well. I mean, you talk about, you think about it, the the season series between the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals all came in the month of November. So anything, any scouting that the Florida Panthers might've done, I'm not saying throw it out the window, but it, it doesn't, tell it wouldn't tell the whole story and how to prepare for this team yeah you could point maybe point to mistakes here and there but teams change throughout the season sure you can mix up the schedule in different type of ways but that florida panthers team at that time was still not winning road games at a consistent rate that they were as well and and the fact that the that it there's that gap there as well now that they have a game in I think that is like okay. Now we re- now the coaching staff is probably telling the players. Now we know and remember what kind of how fast this team is or how slow this team is. How how they how they get in the way of passing lanes as well. Now that they have a game under their belt, um, I'm expecting a I'm expecting a better uh, better showing in game two. I I would like to think that as well. I'm I'm. I'm... You know, with the, as well as they've done this year, it has really felt like uncharted territory. Is this team mm-hmm. as good as the numbers say, or is there something that we're seeing a flaw? Right? Is, is there's just something that is not there, and we've just not pinpointed it up to this point? Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as uh, not seeing them, not seeing Washington, even even Coach Burnett brought this up before the series even started. How yeah, it would have been nice to have seen them at least one more time since. Uh, November. So yeah, that's, that's a factor. And even when they saw them in November uh, versus now, both, both teams have evolved. So, so absolutely. I think that's uh, maybe a lack of familiarity. I I would like to think that they could see any game they wanted on replay, uh, pick things apart, but I think on ice, it's a different, uh, different situation. So, so yeah, for, for all we know, um, you know, that, that played into it, but I think now that they have some, uh, measurement of just you know what to expect from Washington. Uh, they know where they need to adjust. Um, mm-hmm. For one, it's you know getting shots. I think uh, I know it's the playoffs, but one thing that stood out to me they had a um, they actually out hit Washington uh, in um, game one. Uh, they out hit them fifty six to forty three, and it just seems like uh, yes, there are players on this team who thrive on hitting, uh, and that's fine, but. 
you know, when you're getting kind of everyone into the mix on that, maybe not such a great idea. Um, it's just not their style. It takes them, it takes that when you're hitting, you're, you're taking your energy away and they are very much a team built on speed. And if you don't have the energy for the speed, it, it shows. And I thought it showed in game one, they just, they were not um, playing up to the speed that they normally do. They were not easily um, getting pucks in the battles. They were not necessarily beating out Washington players for those pucks. They, um, they were not blowing past Washington players like they have, um, you know, done in past, past games. So I think that they kind of know where, yes, there's a measuring stick now. So now the key thing is, can you keep your emotions in check? Number one. And number two, mm -hmm. can you make those on ice adjustments to, you know, exploit the weaknesses that, that Washington may have shown, mm -hmm. which was very few. <laughs> and, uh, the fact that we have a little bit of re recency bias now with for the Panthers as well, and that it's recent now, it's they're in a better spot to make those adjustments. But we're going to transition over to the next segment. We're going to talk about today's practice and some of the reactions coming out of practice. What do, do we agree? Do Aaron and I agree with those reactions, or are they warranted? But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens and. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, whole food source superfoods, probiotic, ad and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. With just one scoop in a cup, of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nhl network again that it's athleticgreens.com nhl network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second li next listen of the day, make sure to check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So second segment here on this Thursday, May 5th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And happy Cinco de Mayo for anyone who celebrates out there. Um, uh, for, so, Aaron, today, one day, one day after the Florida Panthers uh, lose game one, the very next day coming into FLA Live Arena, there is a optional practice the only players to participate in that optional practice that dressed Carver Hagee, Mackenzie Weger, and Spencer Knight. And boy, a lot of the reactions online after dropping a game is one that I do not necessarily agree with. And the reactions is, why is this an optional morning skate after dropping game one? Personally, I believe that there would have been an op optional practice regardless of win or win or lose uh, of game one. And I get it. It doesn't look good in on the outside, 
but I think of the mental side of things when you're coming to the rink and hockey is your job for a lot of the players who didn't practice. Uh, and there was a picture that was sent to me of players kicking around a soccer ball outside of the arena for the players that didn't practice. But I also think about when you're laying it loose a little bit because the Stanley Cup playoffs are a grind that it's a little therapeutic being outside in the sun, getting some vitamin D and for players to be a little at ease that this team doesn't need as good as practices. They don't need that to be necessarily on the ice to get that extra boost and motivation in order to come prepared for game two. That's where I sit on that. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that, um, you know, it, it, it would be one thing if they said, oh, well, you know, we didn't do anything wrong and, you know, it was their fault. Or I, I mean, we're, we're overlooking things, right? Like, okay, mm -hmm. so they're not on the ice. I have no doubt there was a video session breaking down all the mistakes that were made yesterday. I have no doubt that, that, that they were discussing, you Thank know, you. how can how can we make adjustments here? See, notice what they're doing here. So, I, I mean, if most of the time was spent doing video sessions today, why is why is that a bad thing? Why do they have to be on the ice? Um, you know, if they can see what the corrections are that need to be made, uh, these are highly skilled players. They are professionals. They can make those adjustments. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure uh, all of us have been in some situations with our own jobs. Uh, you know, I can think of a couple for myself where, you know, to get better at things, you don't necessarily need to be in that exact situation, right? Like you can do things on the side that, uh, maybe, you know, help your, your mentality help, hopefully, you know, maybe having a little fun outside, kicking a soccer ball around, uh, you know, it just gets the blood flowing, keeps everyone, uh, feeling, feeling comfortable, loose. Um, but I'm sure they had a lot of like, just had some fun doing it too. So get yesterday out of your mind in that regard, you know? So exactly. I, I think it's just to, to think that, you know, a pro team anywhere, any, any pro team that the only way that they can improve is just by being on the field, um, running through drills. I don't, I mean, that's just not realistic. Um, there are many other things that are part of the professional game, um, that players need to take advantage of and, uh, and, and make, you know, their game whole. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that, an optional skate is uh, any big deal. Uh, just just for reference, um, I'm pretty sure that Tampa Bay yesterday had, I believe, an optional skate. They did a lot worse than the Panthers did. <laughs> so that's going to be something that's, you know, it's time of year. Let's make sure, uh, you know, they're managing the bench correctly. Um, I think that the fact that Verhage and uh, the ones that stood out to me as far as being out there on the ice, I think Verhage uh, he had a little bit of a rough game. Uh, it, not that he was he was horrifically bad, but you know he just he was not himself. I, I don't think. And just kind of looking at his stats, you know he played just under you know 14 minutes. He did have an assist. He had three missed shots. Um, you know, so he just he didn't really factor in the way he he normally does. Um, and granted, I know that the Barkov Uberto were probably taking up some of his ice time. Same with Mackenzie Weger. I know. Well, let's not let's not beat a dead horse. He didn't have the best game. <laughs> it was a rough game for him. But you know what? He was out there uh, just kind of you know, doing some practice for him. That might be the way that he shakes things off. So, you know, if other guys don't need to shake things off that way, 
that's what they do to get better. Uh, everyone's going to be different. And I don't think anyone needs to be looking deep into this, like, you know, oh my gosh, it's it, one practice is not going to solve every problem. So. And the team is still bonding too. I think people are forgetting that, that this team is still together. Everyone's coming, coming and over to the arena still. And that there is some camaraderie there too within each other and that i know i know sometimes what's out in the open versus what's behind closed doors but even even just seeing that you 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 see that a lot of smiles between the way they're talking to each other it's not just it it's not i i have a hard time believing that when we see the players talking to each other and laughing even at practice when the media is there I doubt that's for sh for show because I mean you don't get to you go you don't get to fifty eight wins without having some type of chemistry off the ice and, and you have to like each other in order to play better with each other. So that's why I think an opportunity to kick around just kick around a soccer ball is just a way to just get a little laugh going. I know I know I know this is a serious time of year as well, but it's it's just it's just a way to. Ease, ease the mind as well so i mean I, I again nothing more to read into this yeah absolutely not like i said this is this is kind of common practice and especially you know with guys having a um you know maybe getting banged up a little bit uh, there's no reason mm -hmm. to think that anything is is wrong but just you know you just take things a little bit uh, easier on the body you're gonna get banged up and um you know even even the last game uh ekblad uh, Uberdo, uh, Barkov and, and Uyghur, they all played over 20 minutes. So I, I know that's, <laughs> maybe that's not something you want to be talking about in game one. Okay. Or, you know, you're already getting your best guys into the, that, you know, high amount of playing time. Um, but, but you do have to keep that in mind. And so, yeah, if, if they need to do optional practices, they're going to do optional practices. And I think at this point, you know, they did win, but 58 games. So, you know, they've done something right all year. The The players know what works for them. You know, you got to trust that uh, if it worked for 58, why would it not work for future ones? I agree completely. So um, they're, they're going to, I have a, I have a hard, I, I, I don't, I think that they're going to come, come to into games very motivated and, and maybe a different pep in their step. But Next segment, we're going to talk about what we want to see differently in game two, some of the injury updates on the other side for the Washington Capitals, and a little bit of the inexperienced Florida Panthers in this um, first round series. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball. Stanley Cup playoffs and this week's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Aaron Brown here from the Hockey News. And a little bit of an injury update for 
the Washington Capitals is that Tom Wilson will be a game time decision for tomorrow, according to Peter Laviolette. Um, he didn't play. He didn't even exceed two minutes of total ice time on um, on Tuesday night's game uh, against the Florida Panthers. But um, this this question can go either um, any which way. But as far as the Florida Panthers coming into game two, what is what is something that you want to see differently from this Florida Panthers team? Uh, whether it's like penalties, whether it's like uh, converting passes or passes or breakaways. What is what is uh, something that you want to see differently for the Florida Panthers coming out of the gate in game two? Um, I think I think discipline is probably the first thing. And and again, I I will tie what happened in that first period uh, very much to them being a little bit overamped. Um, but I think if they can get kind of those emotions in check, um, you know, maybe just maybe just. Uh, and, and this is going to sound terrible because I know it's the playoffs, but maybe just kind of take themselves out of a mindset of going, it's the playoffs. Is that going to add some, some pressure? Um, maybe. So you just, you just go back to say, let's, let's go back to what works. Let's just play our game. Let's make sure we're um, good on po- possession, supporting one another in terms of, you know, just simple passes to get uh, breakouts. Um, as far as the power play goes, they only had two chances uh, last game and they did not look very good at all. Um, so, so maybe just, uh, just kind of, you know, go back to let's be poised, keep it simple. Don't, don't try to overdo things when they always try to get, um, you know, pretty, make that extra pass. And we could probably say Jonathan Uberto was guilty of that in at least one spot in game one. I think when Barkov was breaking to the net, you know why Huberto didn't take the shot okay um so so maybe just again keep keep things simple go back to what works for you for pretty much most of the season um don't get drawn into uh drawn into the head games they can't afford it they just absolutely cannot afford it uh they're they're really not built for that and um you know although again they have some some good pieces that can kind of stir the pot the you know the top the top nine is really not, it's not cut out for that. That's not what they're there to do. Um, you don't want, you know, Anthony Duclair and Carter Verhage throwing punches. You just, you don't need that. So, um, you know, just, just get back to what, what your game is. Rely on that speed, blow past those defenders. Washington didn't look particularly fast to me either. Florida just looked in, in, incredibly um, slow and kind of, again, worn down from trying to play a physical game when that is just not their game. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, just the first step, just keep your emotions in check, be focused uh, on, on what's worked for you this whole time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a little bit of an undisciplined play by uh, Mason Marchman. It looked that uh, he cup checked uh, Anthony Mantha uh, in game one. Um, and Anton Lindell had an opportunity to speak to us um, um, on Wednesday, talking about his uh, experience for playoff hockey, getting his uh, feet wet, but um, I know I know this is his first uh, any, um, Stanley Cup playoff game, but I I also I like th- this third line for the Panthers is the reason is a big reason to why where they got to where where they got to with the experience of Sam Reinhart. I know he hasn't been in a playoff game until now, but now that they have a a game under their belt, I'm very confident that this uh, third line is going to definitely. Um, 
find a way to have a different amount of energy because we were even talking about it at the practice today. Anton Lindell, he um he plays he's played in World Juniors, he's played in World Championships just last year. So it's just you know, and like you said, getting back to their game at the at the end of the day, the the fundamentals of hockey and what they do is something that they're accustomed to. It's just the teams are better, and how and how do you make those in between game adjustments and even in um, adjustments in the intermission? Yeah, and like you said, with Lundell, I think uh, that that line, that third line, has been so key for this team because I mean, you've got an eighty-plus point guy out of um, out of Sam Reinhart, you've got made some marchments, a 40, 40 point guy. Those that that's probably a shocking thing to say. And, mm-hmm. and Anton Lindell's in the middle of that. I think 40 points as well. So that's, that's been a really, um, a crucial piece because if the first and second lines get shut down, that third line has kind of been the, the catalyst to just kind of break the other team. Like, okay, fine. You can defend the first two, but can you defend us? And, and Marchman, I felt, got pulled out of um, a good headspace very early on, um, mm-hmm. was was playing more of that physical game, and I think it made life a little bit tougher for Lundell and, and Reinhardt um, because then they couldn't play that skilled game, right? So I think that that, just, that line was a little bit off. Uh, I don't think, you know, Lundell was particularly bad. I think that, uh, you know, again, like you said, he's played on – He's played on on bigger stages. Uh, I mean, the worlds are very significant. World Junior, very significant, and and he's very young. So the fact that he's been fine handling those, I don't I don't think this is you know I don't want to say that much different. But he's been in those situations. So I I think again, it's just getting back into that right right headspace, saying let's just you know let's play our skilled game. Let's not get drawn into um, you know the you know the pushing and shoving the just the the garbage stuff that takes you your mindset out. Uh, but then when your mind sets out and you just want to start hitting people, then it then it takes that energy away to have the skilled game. So they really have to, I think, just, yes, be disciplined, um, you know, and just just show it with their skill. Don't don't be throwing punches or trying to one up guys, um, you know, in a scrum afterward. It just it doesn't get them anywhere. And more of any team, whether they're a contender or not, is how you handle adversity when you're down. And are we going to see the the cats try to go for that that extra hit after a whistle? Are we gonna see? Are we gonna see? Um, are we are we gonna see <laughs> Sam, um, Sam Sam Bennett something like last year against Tampa Bay charge uh, from the center of the ice for a hit? Um, I'm I'm hoping not. But a true testament of a team is what they do while they're down. Are, are they going to be the one to initiate dropping the gloves as well? Are they going to be, are they going to try to get into the goalie's um, head by being right on the doorstep uh, and, and making them feel uncomfortable to the point what they're and how they chirp at them too. And, so and it's funny you say that. that. It's funny you say that because even last night there was something I noticed where Gudis, Gudis of all of all players, you know, kind of not charges the crease. I want to be like dipl- diplomatic in my words here, right? But like yeah. goes right up to the crease. I have no doubt he was saying something to uh, to Van a second check. I, I have no doubt he's probably talking trash. But was like, do you really have to go that far out of your way to do something like that? You know, mm-hmm. um, and then 
you know, you guys don't back it up with any action. So don't get me wrong. I know that trash talking is definitely part of a game, but yeah, that extra, um, that extra scrum afterwards, it's probably not something you want to get tied into um, because all it did yesterday, it seemed like it just wore the Panthers down. It didn't really mm-hmm. wear down Washington. So uh, what, what's going to wear down other teams is that speed. It's, it's just that relentless, uh, the relentless fight for the puck, the speed, uh, those are the things that, that that's why part of you know what made Florida so good this year is that they were willing to do those things and they just really were not on top of that as well as they have been in the past. So um, so yeah, maybe you know just kind of bite the bullet on it and let them say something terrible. Just don't get involved. Um, you know it's it doesn't necessarily pay off all the time and especially if you're not built for that. Yeah, and especially. I, I know I know in the playoffs you're gonna put your body on the line and even the and we we saw a triple overtime game with uh, the Rangers and, and and Penguins so you're gonna log a lot of minutes but if you don't have to force logging a lot of minutes by yeah sure if there's a five minute um, five minute misconduct for a fight um, even though you don't you don't the other team doesn't go on a power play um, you're still hurting your team in a way where players might be double shifting as well, logging up that ice time that they might not need to, to log up. To, to, so that is really as a, as a ref myself, I always tell people play to the whistle, play to the whistle. And I hope that especially if the Panthers are down that they hopefully they listen when it comes to playing to the whistle. Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, yeah, it's just, Again, they're just, they're, they're not, they don't have uh, weaklings on their team. That's just mm-hmm. not the game they play. It's just not. They, they wear people down by their speed and, you know, their, their, their puck hounds. They, if they don't have the puck, they want it. And uh, that was just, that was just really, it was just not present yesterday. And that's why I said it reminded me so much of the games of like the 2000 teams or, yeah, you have some skill here and there, but like there just was, um, they just they don't work to the level they need to to work. So um, and and it's funny because uh, you mentioned Sam Bennett. Can we give Sam Bennett some credit for not yeah. crossing the line? Because mm-hmm. he was he was really solid. I thought that second line was really good in game one. Um, obviously, he had the goal that got them uh, got the game tied. I think that was a good momentum swing for them. So uh, the other thing is that he uh, just just looking quickly, he had eight hits, no penalties. So he mm-hmm. was playing. He was playing right on that line. And I know he's talked about that. You know, there is that fine line in playoff hockey where you have to play intense, but you can't cross the line. He did not. So, uh, you know, give give him credit for kind of maybe learning from that Tampa series last year. He was, he was right where he needed to be. Unfortunately, just some of his teammates were not where they needed to be. Um, but maybe they can look at him as an example and, and see that, Hey, this, this is, this is what you need to do. Um, just, just don't cross that line. And even though it wasn't a long-term fit in Calgary for Sam Bennett, the few playoff games that Sam Bennett did play for Calgary, he, he's shown up. So we've seen, Sam Bennett over and over again come through in the playoffs. So um gotta give a lot, yes, a lot of credit to Sam Bennett as well. But he and and yeah, he's continued to uh that theme from when he was in Calgary, even though even though in the regular season and 
um, towards the end, it, it was just a, a need for a change of scenery. And now he's uh, blossoming into a consistent second line center. So um happy for Sam Bennett with that change of scenery. He just talked about it just a few weeks ago and how how he he it has helped them free up his game more. At least he feels that, especially emotionally as well. So got to give credit to Sam Bennett and and yeah, um, kudos to him. And of course, uh, no, no, like you said, eight hits, no penalties. That's encouraging as can be. And a goal. And, and a, a goal. goal. I mean, mm-hmm. that, and that, again, I know, um, yeah, that that second line just uh, they seem to to quick or click pretty uh, pretty nicely there. So um, yeah, and he, and he was on he was on the ice for the um, for obviously the Giroux goal too. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that that was a that was definitely a bright spot, um, especially since. Uh, Uberdo was taken off that line for a little bit, but they mm-hmm. still they they looked good. They looked fine last night. I thought that they were the um, the offensive bright spot. When I don't think there were many offensive bright spots. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see we'll see whether this uh, team can definitely continue um, doing this um, in in game two at least the second line. And of course we're we're hoping that. Um, the rest it could trickle down to the rest of the lineup for uh for this Florida Panthers team. But uh Aaron, I want to thank you for coming on this episode of Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, a postseason edition of the show, as we prepare for hopefully the Florida Panthers tying up the series even at one. Once again, 7:30 start um on Thursday night at FLA Live Arena, Bally Sports Florida for people in the region, ESPN2 for everyone outside of the region. So, Aaron, for every everyone listening, um tell the people who are listening where they can find you and your work online. So uh, you can follow me at at Rigside on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, uh, keep an eye out in the hockey news. Uh, that's where my work does appear. Uh, if you uh, have a subscription, thank you. We do appreciate that. Absolutely. Make sure make sure to li- um, read Aaron's work and of course uh, li- read uh, her live tweets as she's uh, as she as she and myself will be uh, doing all throughout uh, the postseason. So, Aaron. Thank you so much once again. Thanks. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, Make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you be the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. It's Armando Velez with Aaron Brown. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.